Small Biz Pod Sales Edition, episode number three. Hi, this is Uncle Spats wishing you a very warm welcome back to the Small Biz Pod Sales Edition. If you're involved with or have responsibility for sales in a small or medium-sized enterprise, whether it's just you or you have a sales team, this is especially for you. In this episode, I have an interview with the outrageous and irrepressible Brad Burton, founder and MD of 4Networking. So here we are now with the third episode of the sales edition of Small Biz Pod. Uh, thank you very much for those of you coming back to us and a big welcome to those of you uh, tuning in for the first time. Thank you for all the feedback we've received already. Uh, we've already had loads of comments via Twitter and also responses to the blogs that I've started to post on the site. And I'll remind you how you can contact us uh, later on in the show. So on to this week's in- interview. Uh, this week we continue on the theme of lead generation. In the last episode, uh, Liz Jackson gave us some great advice on cold calling. This time we're going to shift the focus onto networking. Now, networking is often seen as one of those activities that business people know that they should do, but sometimes don't particularly think that they are good at it or indeed enjoy it. I suppose you know, it is a bit like cold calling uh, from that respect. Uh, but many events talk about the great opportunities to network. But how often is it we, we go to an event uh, on our own as opposed to with, with colleagues and we're faced with a room full of people split into numerous little closed circles? Well, maybe that's just me. Uh, then we're faced with a dilemma. Do we be assertive and just introduce ourselves to one of the groups or do we hover expectantly hoping to be invited in but risk appearing to be uh, perhaps a bit needy? Or maybe that modern day saviour comes to the rescue and we pretend to check our important emails on our Blackberry or maybe (laughs) that's just me again. A man with a lot to say on this subject is the founder and MD of 4Networking. This is the, uh, the irrepressible and larger than life character that is Brad Burton. Now, by coincidence, when I spoke to Brad on the phone after tracking him down on Twitter, it transpired he was actually attending the 4Networking breakfast event uh, that week that was just five minutes up the road from me. So I went along to experience the event and to hear Brad address the group, and then I had a chance to sit down with him afterwards. And this is what we spoke about. Okay, so I'm here, here with Brad. Um, Brad, I wonder if you could just start off, just give us a bit of, about uh, your background and then what prompted you to start for 4N. Hi, Spats. Um, what prompted me to start 4N? I've got, come from a corporate background and I actually did all right in corporate, I suppose, but there comes a point actually when, uh, when I had enough sort of rowing somebody else's boat, and it's okay rowing somebody else's boat in employment, um, well, not when you're getting whips and it's through treacle. So I started my own business off, and um, you know I thought that starting my own business off it would be all that uh, private number plates, spinny chairs, and uh, and frosted glass and fish tanks. And uh, fast forward three months, I'm sat in my box room uh, in my underpants, aggressively waiting for the phone to ring. You know, and nobody told me about this. That um, that's the reality of, of small business. It isn't all like I say, frosted glass and that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm there in my box room waiting for the phone to ring and I thought, this is just cobblers. Anyway, I went downstairs to watch some Jeremy Kyle and you can always tell the self-employed people because you know who Jeremy Kyle is. And uh, I'm waiting there and I'm thinking, you need to be upstairs working. But I'd run out of motivation. 
Now, when you work for someone, it's absolutely fantastic because if you can't be bothered working, you just pretend. And you know the great thing about that is you still get paid. Um, when you work for yourself, not so much fun. I remember once, about sat in my box room, looking at the, the you know, keyboard, going 11 o'clock. Oh, I looked at my watch. Yes, yeah, it's going to be another hour before a break for lunch. Fantastic. Listen, when you work for yourself, every hour is a lunch hour. Every day is a bank holiday. Every day is a weekend. Every day is a work day. And that's something that small business owners need to understand. That actually, you know, I mean, the great thing about being self-employed is you get to choose which 18 hours a day you work. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, listen, so, so with all that, I, I was getting depressed at home. And I even went to doctors and got some tablets. I got Prozac, Fluxatine, they called. Um, and you're going, this is just nuts. And you, you know, you're, you're hiding the reality of your business uh, from the from the wife, which is actually you making no sales. And the thing is, with business, you know, if you're not making, um, if you're not selling anything, it's called a hobby. And you should be doing it on weekends. And there's lots of people out there that are doing effectively hobbies. Anyway, with all that, I was struggling, um, and actually. When you work for a firm, you do your little bit. In fact, Spats, let me just tell you a bit of a story, a funny one. It's a bit like, um, I hope there's no vegetarians listening, they're not going to like this, but, you know, it's a bit like when you work for somebody, you're employed at a big firm, it's a tantamount to going to Sainsbury's and going up to the counter and looking at the, uh, the, 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 uh, the meat counter and, and seeing a wonderful lamb cutlet and going, oh, that's very nice, uh, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it, with some nice potatoes and what have you. So you get the lamb cutlet from the, from the fridge, the refrigerator, walk up to the lady uh, at, the, at the checkout, beep, £4.80, go home, put it under the grill, potatoes, wonderful, lovely. That's what employment's like. When you work for yourself... It's tantamount to having to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, put camouflage cream on, go and find a field with a load of lambs in there, take a spiked hammer, go and choose a lamb, grab it round the neck and whack it in the cave it's scullied, get a bone saw out, get all the innards out and so forth, to, to, to shave the, the, you know, to cut the, the, the shoulder off that you want, and then putting it under the grill, and then having to have a bath and then doing this and the other. <laughs> all right, it's a bizarre metaphor, but for the meat eaters out there. But it's true, that's what it is. You've got to do all these things that you don't like doing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Four Networking was born out of necessity. And just to clarify for the, for the listeners, you know, Four Networking is one of these networks, the business networks. And people say, oh, there's loads of networks around. Yes, there is. But there's only one Four Networking. Four Networking is a national joined-up network, 203 groups at the time of recording um, across the UK. And it's the fastest-growing business breakfast network in the world ever. It really is. Um, but it's different. It's all about being different. One of the things that I recognize is this. People buy from people before they buy products and services. Yeah. Now all these business networks, business networks, it's all about business. And what you find is a lot of people go in there, you could have a, a web designer go into one of these business networks, and what they do, and they're dressed up in a three-piece suit, and have a gold chain and a watch, and you're going, hang about, this guy's conforming. You know, eight hours ago, he was moshing in a mosh pit with a Metallica t-shirt on. And people having to conform about what people think business is. And what we've got with Four Networking, Four Networking is a social business networking. Yeah. A social business network. And when we created Four Networking three and a half years ago, people said it was mad. Uh, and what actually prompted you to, why, why networking? What was the, 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 uh, the motivation behind that? God, I was like a politician then, Spats, on a question time ramble. Um, what prompted me? Low sales, no sales. Uh, low sales, no sales, sat in a box room, isolation, cabin fever. Yeah, and what are you actually doing then? What was the business? A marketing firm, you know. And actually, I'll be honest with you, when I get in front of people, I'm fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. People see, yeah, they're passionate and they can see that and they buy into me. <laughs> Getting in front of people, that's a tough gig. Yeah. You know, you've got to pick the phone up and you've got to dial. 
And as a small business owner, bear in mind, we go back to the analogy that I talked about, about killing lambs. You know, nut, you've got to be a special sort of nutcase to like doing um, cold calling. Seriously, I've only ever met two decent cold callers in my life, both of which lunatics, absolute social lunatics. And, you know, you're ringing people, boom, 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 boom. I was counting down, because I was, I was sat in my, you know, in my box room there waiting for the phone to ring, it wasn't happening, so I was counting down, going... I don't want to make a call, but I did. Okay, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then still not, still not picking the phone up. So you go again, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Dial. Hi, is that Steve? Hi, Steve, it's um, Brad from 4 Consultants. We're a, yeah, to be honest, we've got it all handled by a friend of mine, whose brother-in-law does it. Oh, right, but do you not want to and put the phone down? You start getting five or six of them in the morning, and you crestfallen for the day. So it started because I actually recognised something, that I needed two things. And most small businesses in the UK will need the same things. They'll need people and they need appointments. I don't care how good your product is. I don't care how good your service is. If I don't like you as a person, I'm never buying. In fact, Sparks, record this one. If the seller doesn't like the buyer, it's going nowhere. Yeah. And what happens is in sales offices up and down the country, and I've been guilty of being in teams like this, the sales manager or director says, how many appointments have you got this week? And you say, 12 of which, of those 12, three are worthwhile. The other nine are just basically expense wasters. And what we've seen before networking is this. We recognise that it's all about appointments. How many times, Sparks, you've got a sales background, how many times have you spent weeks upon weeks upon weeks sending direct mail, ringing people, sending emails, blah, 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 to get through to someone like me, finally, on the pick the phone up by accident, you're on the phone. Oh, Brad, could we have a meeting? Yeah, hi, Spats, sorry you've not come back to you. I've been really busy with everything. You obviously what with the, the last quarter and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, okay, no problem. Can we meet in about six weeks' time? Because I've got quite busy up until then. So there's always this, this imaginary six-week lead time in the sales process and interviews. So at a six-week lead times, you come on your best behaviour. Um, I'm sat there. I keep you waiting in reception for 15 minutes. You come out and we come in. Oh, great to meet you. How was the journey? Well, you know what the M3s like sometimes. There's a little bit of traffic. Okay, no problem. 15 minutes of that nonsense. And then we sit down and we've got an hour meeting together. And two minutes in of that hour meeting, you realise that I don't like you and you don't like me. And guess what? You've got 58 minutes of BS to burn through. But don't worry, Spats, it's fine because you've got 27 PowerPoint slides to bore me with. And the other thing about all this is you can't bore someone into a sale. Yeah. Think about that. You go into these environments and you've all, we've all been there, been on the receiving end, or been the one doing it. Where the person opposite you, two minutes in, isn't buying, they've no interest in your products, and you've got 58 minutes to burn through. So what do you do? Put some more statistics on. That'll help. And at the end of the 58 minutes, generally it's about 35 minutes you do before you go, you know what, you can sensibly sort of back out of this now, with, but you, you, your decency intact. You back out, and um, yes, Pats, that was really interesting, that. Listen, what we're going to do is look at the 2010 budgets, and uh, we'll come back to it. It's really, really interesting. Thanks very much for your time. You've wasted my time. You've wasted your time. It's cost you an absolute fortune. And what we've done with 4Networking is this. We recognise it's about people buy from people before they buy products and services. And we have three 10 minute appointments. We don't only network in the UK that does this. We pioneered this. Three 10 minute appointments. 
within group time. So imagine this in these networking events. It's standard fair. 40 people in the room like there was today. Everyone stands up, does a 40 seconds. Hi, I'm Brad. I'm a marketing genius. We do this, this, and this, and this, this. It goes on the table. And what you do, it's a bit like a talent spotting competition. You write down the names of the people in that room that you want to have a chat with. Oh, I like what Spats said then. That's really interesting. So you write number one, or you know, you write Spats. And then we break for five minutes to go and grab a cup of coffee. At which point you go up to the people that you want to talk to and say, Spats, could we have a one-to-one, please? Sure, Brad, of course. Which number one, two, or three? And you've got written on your cards, one, two, and three. So I say, number one. So you hand me your card. I hand you mine. So that's, you know, you know what been, been sort of... Uh, tagged effectively for the the one-to-one appointment and as you turn somebody says oh Spats I really enjoyed that could we have a one-to-one get rid of your three cards then reconvene we then have a foresight speaker which is an insight or sales pitch into a specialist field and then you have the three ten minute one-to-one appointments I'm telling you something, it's long enough, so rather than having to drive down the M3 for an hour and deal with all the petrol and so forth, to sit in an office to establish whether you like me or not first, what we do is we sort of get the people bit right first. And if I like you and you like me, guess what? We can proceed. And that's it. So rather than trying to sell your products and services, because quite frankly, I'm not interested unless, of course, I like you. And that's what happens in, in business and in sales. You have a situation where people... Try to sell the products and try foist the products on people. When quite, you know, let, give you an example. Yeah. What we like to do in four networking is this, and this is something that I'm sort of eulogising my book, Get Off Your Ass. Think about this. Create the conditions where people buy instead of trying to sell. Because the days of superstar salesmen sat in front of you. Hi, Spats. Yeah, great to meet you. How's the family and kids? When actually, quite frankly, I don't give two monkeys about the, you know, and you know that. It's disingenuous. So what you do, you've got to create in your business. Create desire. Create the conditions where people buy as opposed to you sell. And I'm going to give you a fantastic example of this. The Apple iPhone. When was the last time that you heard someone go into um, an Apple store or a Dixon's or whatever and say, excuse me, young man, can you tell me the benefits and the features of of an Apple iPhone? No, because it doesn't happen. What happens is you turn on and say, hello, mate, can I have an iPhone, please? Why? Because the sell has been done up front. The desire has been created. And that's what we've got to do in phone networking. None of this selling, because quite frankly, no one's interested. Create the conditions where people buy. And I ask you, so Spouse, tell me about your podcast. Boom. And that's how it works. Okay, that's, that's great. And so, and what happens if, if, you, if you're maybe in a specialist area and people around the room aren't perhaps your, what would be your obvious target audience? At? What benefit have you, have you, can you provide that's, then? That's a classic story. This is an absolute belter. Over in Bista for networking, uh, we had, I don't know, 25 people there. And um, a guy came in, and the best way to describe it is he wanted a fight. Not a physical, not, no, it's true, not a physical one, Spats, because I'm 16 stone 8 and I'm from Manchester and I've got a shaved head and I carry a gum shield. And I would have beat him. However, um, he came in and he had his arms behind his back and he's walking around going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could see this was a guy who's come from corporate, you know, some heavyweight. I can spot my man away. So I went up to him and said, um, yes, what? Yeah, he said, uh, seems a little bit low rent. There's no one here I can sell to. I need the likes of Shell and BP. And I've got a Unilever background. Okay. So we had a one-to-one with him. 10 minutes, they proceeded to talk at me for 10 minutes about how important it was and this and the other. And a question that a salesperson should always ask, so what? You worked at Unilever, so what? I need the likes of Shell and BP, so what? You know, the fact is, anyway, this guy talked at me for 10 minutes. And at the end of it, I went, that's wonderful to meet you. Truth be known, it wasn't. Um, but, you know, I asked you a question here, Spats. Where do you think we got to on the meet, like, no and trust scale? And actually... If you think about when you've got trust with somebody, that's when the magic happens in business. 
you know, if, if, you're, if you're best man, your best friend from school, you've got trust with, and he's a web designer, guess what? And then I hear there's a web job comes up, who's going to get it? My friend, who I trust. So anyway, with that, um, I says to one of the guys from out of, out of A-Shop, Neil, have you got a second? Neil came over. I went, Neil, um, who does your brother work for? I knew the answer. <laughs> he said, um, a BP. Oh, does he really? What's his job title? Director of Marketing for UK. Which point, Mr Snippy started, uh, <clears throat> young man, can I, can I have a one-to-one, please? Because I think I could help him with his cost savings. Actually, no, because earlier I was low rent. Now, had he not been an idiot, I would have actually got him around the table and said, um, Neil, have you got a second? Your brother works for BP, doesn't he? He's the Director of Marketing for the UK. Yeah. Can you um, have a chat with Jeffy? He needs an intro. So, actually, what did the guy achieve by being an idiot? Answer to that question, Spat says nothing. You know, um, but why did he do it? Because he's come from corporate, and actually corporate, that's the way you behave. You behave like an idiot. You know, and when you go for a meeting, hi, it's Jeff from Unilever, the thing that, that, that's most prevalent is you're from Unilever. You, you know, the thing that's most prevalent is you're from Unilever. So you can't be an idiot, because you've got big budgets. But actually, when you come out alone, you're just Jeff. So forget your history, it's irrelevant. So it's all about, for me, uh, trust. And the other thing I'd say, Spats, is this. Never underestimate people. And stop, in sales, sales forces, they look at people, oh, I can't sell to him, I can't sell to him. Pound notes over people's heads. Well, actually, let me tell you something. What I say to people is this. Um, every single person that you know knows lots of people. So what, it's not necessarily a case of selling to the person in front of you, but selling to the, all the people they know. You know. Don't just sell through the room, sell through the room. Different way of looking at the world. But I'll tell you something, it's no accident, Spats, that we've got the fastest growing business breakfast network in the world. It's no accident that you know, I'm on the front cover of Business Link magazine. It's no accident. It's all because this stuff, this fresh stuff. You know what? Ah, here we go. I was asked the other day, you better to go off on one again. I am. I'm about to go off on one. But that's, hey, listen, Spats, this is how I am. You know, I mean, I have a million thoughts. Can I just say, I'm going to go off. I just wrote a note here, Spats, about coming back to that, that, that thingy. But years ago, I used to get horribly depressed. I used to have this black cloud over me. And you know what it is now? I've not been depressed since four networking. I've not I've been depressed since four networking. Why? Because I'd say what was going on before four networking was inaction. The inability to make things happen. And now I can make lots of things happen. I've got massive resource, I've got massive team. I can make lots of things happen and no longer get depressed. And there'd be people out there who'd be getting depressed and you'd be going to the doctors for the, in small business for, for tablets. Because you think, you know, you're depressed and you're clinic. It's nothing to do, that's inaction. It's inaction, do something. Anyway, I digress. Right, the point is, somebody asked me the other day, a journalist, national journalist said to me, do you think um, business uh, revolves around London? No, I went, ah, stop you there. No, it doesn't. Business, in today's world, revolves around people and it revolves around the internet. Now as a small business, somebody who's sat in an office or on their own, in fact, any business should be embracing this, should be embracing people and should be embracing technology. Think about that. I built for networking up on embracing in people and technology. The, the, the thing about me being an award-winning marketeer, I'm an e-brand leader. Back in 2000, 2001, I can't even remember now, I made the coffee table but the e-brand leaders for my uh, It's For Everyone campaign. You know, it's not relevant when you're then delivering pizzas four and a half, five years ago, whatever, you know, onwards. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm waffling. Let's go for it. Okay, so you've told us great about the, uh, the, the, the 4N networking way, way of doing it. Let's just talk about networking in general and how you see that as a tool. Where does it fit in with sort of lead generation tools in terms of the cost, quality, quantity, etc.? Okay. 
People say, networking doesn't work. It's a bit like when people say, Twitter doesn't work. And you go, uh, what bit of you talking to people about your life and business doesn't work? Right? It's a tool. I bought a tool the other day. It's not dug a single hole. It's called a spade. You know, you've actually got to use these tools. Now, networking. Let me just talk about networking in political terms. Typical rant for you here. Prior to four networking came along, these two schools of thought, loony left, hardcore right. Loony left, nothing quite happening. You pay 15 quid, you go in there, you get your name written on a sticker. In my case, it was Brad. Uh, and then within about a nanosecond, it would then start curling up. Walking on with Brad isn't a great look, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, what happens? You come into these networks, 100 people there, and, what, and you don't know anyone. And you're like a lost child looking for the father. You know, and what do you do? You're looking for people that you know. You don't see anyone you know, so what do you go and do? Stand against the wall, look at your phone, check your emails. That's what you should do. Oh, look, the lady with the volivants. Fantastic. It's like Benny Hill with loads of lost children running after this woman with volivants. Excuse me, can you tell me what the... Is that bruschetta? Who cares if it's bruschetta or not? This is asparagus and bruschetta dillweed dip. I'm not bothered. I'm here for networking. Nonsense. Looney left. Hardcore right. You know, you pay 500 quid a year and then you're going, being taught to like a child. You've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to conform. And you're going, what on earth's going on here? You know, it's just absolutely nuts. You know, where's your referrals? Where's your leads? Where's your... Where's your... Where's your... Hang about. I'm self-employed because I didn't want a boss. Nonsense. And then for networking this mainstream. Listen, tips for, 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 for networking. Don't be an idiot. Seriously, don't yeah. be an idiot. Because what I've seen... I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear, uh, but I'm going to tell you. What I've seen, I've been in these environments where, you know, everyone gets themselves in a bullshit arms race. Yeah. Where you just start talking complete rubbish about how successful you are on the new deal we've just managed to land a half a million pound deal with. I'm not bothered. It's irrelevant. Stop being idiots. So don't be an idiot. Yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. I used to put on a daft posh voice in business. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go on. Not a chance. Right. <laughs> but I used to put on a daft posh voice in business. Conforming. And what I refer to in, in, in the book as cufflinking. This is a bit that people end up conforming and doing things that they don't necessarily want to do because that's the way that business is. Let me tell you something. I spoke to a keynote speaker over at Business Northwest at the GMEX. Three, four hundred people there. I had a pair of jeans on and had a T-shirt. So rock and roll me, as you well know. But a guy came up to me prior to me speaking. He said, we didn't realise I was, I was keynote speaker there. He came up to me and said, um, <clears throat> yeah, not very professional, is it? Sorry? He said, you're dressed, it's a business show. You're not dressed very professional, are you? Pair of jeans and T-shirt. I went, sorry, just let me just ask you a question. Professional, define professional. Because my view of professional means that you invoice somebody and you get paid. Would you accept that? Well, in some respects, yeah. I said, well, guess what? I invoice and get paid. Look who the keynote speaker is coming up next, because it's me, and walked off. What an idiot. Never underestimate anyone. You don't need a three-piece suit to be professional. You know, it's all about a mindset. It's all about a mindset. <laughs> Okay, so Brad, so you've got, you just published your book, um, delightfully called Get Off Your Ass. Tell, tell, tell us about the, the background, what it's about, who it's aimed at, and, and how you've come about writing it. You know what, Spats, it's interesting. I, um, when I land on something, what happens is almost like a thought process in my head. I go, yes, no, or maybe straight away. Right, because this is why, and this is what an entrepreneur and a business person needs to do, make decisions. I come across people that are so risk-averse and constant planning, constant planning. And spreadsheet millionaires, you know, you get these spreadsheets out there, and it's easy making money on spreadsheets. I've done it millions of times. And you've got to get off your ass, quite frankly, and get moving, get doing something. I was with a guy yesterday. This is a guy who's got a 20-year 
high level risk management blah 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 background and he was going on with himself and I said listen you are gun shy you are scared of pulling the trigger Imagine, here we go, metaphor time, right? Yeah. I'm good at these. Right, imagine a bolt-action rifle, and there's your target as a business owner. Right, you've got it in your targets, you just need to pull the trigger. But you won't pull the trigger just on the off chance that the round might misfire. What happens if, what happens if, see me, that target? Go and get me a machine gun, go and get me a machine gun belt of bullets, and I'm firing it all day long. If they don't hit, so what? And that's what Get Off Your Ass is about. It's a book that's a self-help book for people that really, quite frankly, don't like self-help books. Because if we were to listen to all these daft gurus who say that this, that, and the other, if you follow my, uh, if you follow my, if you follow my three-month program, what will happen is you're rubbish. You'll get three thousand percent sales and blah blah blah. It's it's quite frankly, I'm not sure if you're going to last it. It might beat that one, but, but it's all BS. The reality is. You know, no one's going to make you a millionaire. A book isn't going to make you a millionaire. But what a book in terms of Goya, which is what we call it, um, what, what a book in terms of Goya does, what it makes you understand is actually that low sales, no sales in those early years and self-doubt is how it is. It's got to be that way. You know, if you start a business off and a friend of yours gives you a contract, hey, there you go, Brad, 10 grand a month, fantastic. And then he gets binned in 12 months' time. Guess what? That's when you go through low sales, no sales. And what it's about is about giving people hope in business in these tough times when actually the, the banks have striped us up, quite frankly. You know, it's, a, it's a tough time right now. But there's no cavalry. It's all about you. Yeah. So you can whinge about the banks and you can whinge about legislation. You can whinge about this. You can whinge about that. But actually, yeah, it's great. But you're just wasting your time. You've got limited firepower. Use it wisely. And that's what... I'll tell you one of the things that probably get, get off your asses about. It's a bit like when you're... Imagine this in business terms. Most businesses fail within the first two years. And you know why? Because what happens is this. You have that first exuberance at first and there's freedom and everything. And then the reality sets in that uh, you're not really selling anything and the depression starts kicking in because you're in isolation. Then what happens is your savings start going and eventually your wife then tells you that you've got to get a real job. That's what happens, I think. That's probably the process. It's a bit like swimming the channel from England to France. You get halfway across and you go, oh, I've got a stitch, I've got a stitch. I'm going back to shore. And you go, no, 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 no. Keep pushing on. You're as far forward as you are back. And that's what happens. And this is about giving people hope. Because I'll tell you something, in five years, in five years, this is interesting. I, I've, you know, this is the fastest growing business breakfast network in, in the world ever. It really is. 203 groups, three and a half years. Five times I've wanted to quit. Five times I've wanted to quit. Now, people wouldn't believe that. If it wasn't true, but you go, oh, come on, Brad, you're so... I'm telling you, five times the self-doubt's creeped in. I thought, can I do this? I'll tell you another interesting story. My wife has been pecking my head to go and get a real job for, for years, right? And then we was in the garden a few months back, and we had a glass of wine, one each, wasn't drunk. And she says to me, oh, I'm so glad you, um, you kept, kept the business going. Eh? Well, I'm so glad, look, it's really taking off now. I went, you cheeky cow. I said, you've been telling me to go and get a real job. For, well, well, I know that. So, you know, it took five years of vindication and five years of actually ignoring my wife. And there'll be people listening to this who'll be uh, going through the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so take us through some of the themes that you, you explore in, in the book. Well, I've got my signed copy there in front of you, actually. Awesome, exactly. And I paid you £10 for that, by the way. And it said, um, spats, baby, stay off your ass." That's the, uh, the thing. Listen, the chapters, I'll just go through it. Um, are you sitting uncomfortably? Then we'll begin. Do something, anything. And that's, you know, when, you, when you're... When you're in, 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 in any business situation and you've run out of ideas, 
do something, anything, go for a run, go for a walk, just do something, anything. And one of the things that I'm saying here is if you run out of ideas and you, you can't get your shots off, go and get one litre bottle of, 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 of empty bottle, fill it up with cold water, icy cold water, and put it over your head, over a sink, guarantee it, re- it completely, and then people go, oh, you can't possibly eulogise about that. What's the downside? Always ask yourself, in any of these things, what is the downside of making a decision? And if you, you know, do something, anything, if you, honestly, I've done it, I've done it, I've been like, right, I can't get any motivation up today, blah, 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 one litre, bottle of cold water, pour it over you, over the sink, my God, everything that was wrong with the, prior to putting the cold water over, it changes. Yeah, at least with you, I suppose you don't get your hair wet. Yeah, well, exactly, well, I've got none, thanks for that. Um, chapter three, make it happen, that's all about making things happen, because once again, there's no point in just constantly planning. Uh, chapter four, meet like, know and trust, what we talked about there, it embellishes on that whole thing. Surround yourself with smart people. Now, I'm a working class lad, I don't have a qualification to my name, well, on my CV, it probably looks like I've got A's and B's, I've made them all up. The reality is I don't have any qualifications but I'm never going to use my CV anymore, so it's irrelevant. Um, but I surround myself with smart people. I've got a, a business strategist, uh, Tim Johnson, who's an MBA, so he gives me sort of di- strategic direction. I've got uh, Terry Cooper, who is the MD of uh, old PLC. He's come out of retirement for me. And I've got Tamsin Gara. She's um, she's a HR lady from she had Goldman Sachs background and stuff. These guys surround me, surround me because I I know what I'm good at. And this is the other thing as well, is actually recognise what you're good at. And the stuff you're not good at, subcontract it out. Don't yeah. do it. Um, you don't need cufflinks to wear a shirt. Just talking about being yourself, again, in business, because too many people conform. And actually, if you're not being yourself, the person who's actually doing what you're trying to pretend, they're actually living it, will beat you to the punch every time. Uh, one of the other chapters is you can beat this one, spats, shit happens, get used to it. And actually, you know, in life... And in business, that's what it does. And, uh, and you need, you know, things break, people leave, and you've got to, re- you know, readjust your, your plan. Uh, there are no shortcuts. Guess what? It's going to be hard. Once again, there's no shortcuts because I thought it was going to be like, you know, first year, loads of money, this, that, and the other. And no, it's not. And there are no shortcuts. It's going to be hard. Nobody tells you this when you start a business off. Nobody tells you this. You know, um, technology is, is making the world smaller, and I'm getting older and wiser, you know. I'm away four days a week. I've got my little USB dongle there, and I've got my little netbook, and I speak to my family every evening on webcam. And, you know, utilise that, utilise this technology. And actually, the days of sitting in an office, you don't need to anymore, you know. Uh, People buy from people before they buy products and services. Same principle. Think about that. People buy from people before they buy products and services. I don't care how good your website is. I don't care how good your brochure is. If the buyer doesn't like the seller, it's going nowhere. Let me give you an example of that. If two quotes come in for a print job, let's say, five grand a piece, and one's coming at five five and the other one's coming at five thousand quid, and you can't stand the one at five grand and you but you like the one at five five and you trust the one at five five, you're going for five five. So unless you want it to come down to price, make sure you're likable. Um, chapter 11, I don't do chapter 11, you know, that's the Americans do, so we don't do that, we've just got a blank page on there. Uh, 10 minute appointment, you can't bore someone into a sale. I eulogise about what I call the 10 minute appointment, and that's not only in networking, for networking terms, but also in terms of real life. You know, trying to get an hour appointment with someone, what for? And people say, well I need an hour for my sales appointments. Look, boys and girls, I can talk the Apollo moon landings in 15 seconds, right? So are you telling me your business is more complicated than the Apollo moon landings? No. And if you can't sell me on the idea in 10 minutes, you ain't going to do it in an hour. Yeah. So really hone your message down. That's what, it, you know. How do you stand out? How do you stand out? That's so important that you stand out. I um, spoke at a SEMA, Chartered Institute of Management Accountants event, 
uh, recently and halfway through for a laugh I said you know what guys I'm in the market for an accountant who would like my business and 50 hands sheepishly went up and they go up slower than normal people's like bamboo but anyway uh, so one of the guys in the front row said why should I use you sir and he said we're professional well that's fantastic that now you have to stand out how do you said well we give free biscuits away with every client we get free package Jaffa cakes I'd be more inclined to use him no, you laugh. There's a company that I work with called TLC um, Office Supplies, and they do that. They give away free biscuits every single order. And let me tell you something about that. When the order comes in, right, in the office, the girls in the office are all scrabbling to get the box open. And I promise you, it's nothing to do with the 12-pack of Tipex right, or the, the, the arch levers. They're going to get the Jaffa Cakes or the Jammy Dodgers. Yeah. And actually, if a superstar salesman came in, if a superstar salesman came into the office to try and get the account, unless he's giving away free biscuits and donuts, he can forget it. So you've got to stand out and you've got to do things differently. And I walk around with a pizza box, as you well know. And, um, you know, it, people think, what a nutcase. But so what? If people are talking about it, yeah, that'll do. Uh, and Rubik's Cube. I look at business like a Rubik's Cube um, about 18 months ago. No, it must have been longer than that. I can't remember. About two years ago, two and a half years ago, whatever. I nearly ruined the business, quite frankly. Four Network and I nearly ruined it. Because when you start a business off, it's just you. And if I make a decision to go left and I've got it wrong, I can then stop and then turn and go back the other way. When you had like 600 people all like working with Info Networking and you say, all right, guys, we're all going left, and then you go, ooh, I've actually got it wrong, to then try to turn that around. You've not got a fleet of thought that I once had. And, um, yeah, I nearly I made a, a decision which, um, which was ill thought out. But I made lots of decisions, and most of them work, but yeah. this was one that nearly leveled the business. Um, Rubik's Cube, and I look at businesses, think about it like that, that actually when you get to a certain level, change one site, one thing at a time, rather than going, you know, Click, 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 and go, you had four, you had four sides work, and then you go, oh, well, one, one, all six. Click, 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 and now you've got none. You'd be quite happy with four. Yeah, so what you need to do is understand the processes, which, good, that kills me saying that, but I'm not a process man, but I'm surrounded by people that are. So actually you know exactly where you're going and which way you started. Yeah. And then final chapter is, uh, you know, I got off my ass. Now it's your turn. And what, this is an interesting one. It covers a friend of mine called Jay. Jay's on 150 grand a year. Yeah, 150 grand a year is an international MD for, for a European operation. Um, under 50 grand basic, he's got a... Uh, but he's deeply unhappy. Deeply unhappy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a wardrobe full of £175 Armani jeans, drive-on lawnmower that he never uses, uh, a big house that he never is never in, and he gets to fly business class all over the world. Fantastic. And get pedicures when he's over going on a red-eye. Brilliant. Deeply unhappy. He said to me, you know what, Brad, I'm... Um, I'm, what you call, I'm actually quite, not envious, but I think, you know, you've done really well. I wish I was in your situation. Well, actually, Jay, you might do now, but when I'm going down the back of the sofa for twos and ones, um, you know, over the last three years or four years or whatever, um, you wasn't then. And that's what I call the curse of corporate, yeah. in that you've got these golden handcuffs with these people which are deeply unhappy with a lot, but actually... You know, for them to start their own business off, are going to have to take a big dip, because he's not going to get 150 grand in his first year. Not a chance. So what is he going to do? Continue to work with this taskmaster that he doesn't, yeah. people that he doesn't enjoy, and go through his life and ask yourself a question: Why are you doing it? So unless he's prepared to take that that big drop, which is quite frankly is not, what's going to happen? He's going to get sussed out at one point for being unhappy and going to be made redundant, yeah. maybe get a payoff, or he's going to leave unhappy and just, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, so it's all about what you know. Fundamentally, it all comes back around to getting off your ass, and actually, unless you get off your ass, then nobody's going to actually. In fact, let me just ask, I'll probably end on one thing here, Spats. Have you ever been fortunate enough to have the doorbell ring? And, um, oh, someone at the door. You go to the door, 
There's no one there. Look left, look right, no one. And they look down and say, oh, look at that, there's a big hold-all. Opening the hold-all spots, you find a load of £50 notes and a load of orders. Yeah, doesn't happen. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and if, if we, we, we could wrap up on one thing, Brad. You, yeah. You're known for some of your wacky top tips mm. that, that you give. Could you just give us a, just a handful of, of, of your, top, your top, top tips okay. for small businesses. Sure. Well, small businesses, send five letters a day out. Every day, five letters a day. Oh, well, who should I send them to? You work out. It's your, you know, it's your situation. You work out. I can't work out for you. Who should, I send them to? who should I send them to? Your target market. Send five letters a day out. You know, it just gives you some purpose to go to the, the post office to start looking for data. And you know what I talked to you about? Do something, anything. By doing so, you'll come across, oh, I didn't realise they, they're only around the corner. I didn't, whatever, boom. Yeah. So five letters a day out. And then when you're sending these letters out, do something a little bit wacky. Send it out upside down on the letterhead. Oh, I'm not doing that. It's not very professional. Yeah, okay. We'll be like everyone else. Take it from me. You know, this is all about being different, but it works. Send it out, print it up upside down. When you ring the people, they go, oh, did you realise it was uh, printed upside down? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. You know, and from, that's from a marketing perspective, it's quite smart. Like you say, well, that's it. It gets attention. Yeah. Look, it is all about being different. Think about it. You and your business and your capacitor. Yeah, we're a web designer. We do PHP and we do ASP. So... What? Right? So what? So what? Hi, we're a web designer, and what we do is we dress up as Spider-Man on the website because we deal with webs, and we give free biscuits away or free donuts on Fridays, donut Friday in the office. Just do something a little bit wacky. Do something a little bit wacky. This sounds a little bit... People think you're mad, but take it from me. You know, I built a career on being mad. I'm talking about being mad, by the way. When I started this thing off, people said I'm mad, mad, mad. And you'll have this as well. Starting a business off in this recession, doing this, that, and the other, you're mad. You'll never work. Mad, 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 mad. Fast forward three, four years, and now I've been called a genius. Yeah. Think about that. The last four years I've had to put up with being called mad, 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 mad. And now you're interviewing me as some sort of networking genius. Bizarre. Fantastic. Brad Burton, thanks very much. Keep it real, kids. Stay out of trouble. So thank you very much to Brad for that great interview. Uh, I was I did really enjoy sitting down with, with Brad and, and chatting th- with him. Uh, he, he really is quite a character, I think, as, as he picked up from the interview there. Uh, also, I must say, I enjoyed the, the four networking breakfast meeting itself, actually. That's the second one I've been to. I, and I do like the format of it. It's, it's quite a relaxed format. It's very friendly. And I think uh, there's a good level of interaction there. So uh, that's on a personal level, I, I would recommend that if there's a group in your area that go along and get involved and uh, give it a go. Now, finally, for this episode, I wanted to encourage you to give us your views on the areas of sales and sales management, which you find the most challenging. I've put together a short survey, which I'd really appreciate if you could complete uh, for us, give us your input. And you can find that on the sales section of the site. uh, That's smallbizpod.co.uk forward slash sales. In fact, we'd welcome any feedback from you. Uh, you can drop me an email at unclespats at smallbizpod.co.uk. Uh, on Twitter, I'm just Uncle Spats, or you can leave me a, a message on Skype. And again, that's uh, just Uncle Spats. Or you can join us on Facebook as well. If you follow the link from the sales part of the Small Biz Pod website or do a, a search for Small Biz Pod Sales on, on Facebook, you should be able to find us. So that's it for this episode, Uh, save for the closing music. Uh, This week I've gone for a track by a lady called Anna Popovich, Um, it's called Get Back Home. Uh, Now Anna is originally from Belgrade but now resides in Amsterdam and as usual this track is courtesy of Ioda Promenet. 
See you next time. And my 